All right, welcome in guys. Farzine Vasugin here with you for a very special edition of the Chief Zone podcast. Very excited to get into it. Very little time to waste. Real quickly, this podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek.com, get your tickets there. Monday Night Football at Arrowhead coming up very soon. Use my promo code Farzine for $20 off your first purchase for first time SeatGeek customers only. So make sure you guys take advantage of that. Save $20 and uh, get yourself tickets to Monday Night Football next week or any other sporting event or concert you have uh, on your mind coming up in the near future. All right. Uh, that is out of the way. Let's get right into it. I'm very excited for this edition of the Chiefs Zone Podcast. Uh, this man uh, joining us right now is in the Kansas City Chiefs Hall of Fame. Had a phenomenal career. He has a uh, book coming out. Definitely want to talk about that as well as some other things uh, going on uh, in his world. Uh, very generous to give us uh, some of his time here on the podcast. Chiefs Hall of Famer Christian Okoye here on the podcast. Christian, thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm great, man. Thank you for, for having me. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Uh, the honor's all mine. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, you got a lot going on in your world, obviously. I know uh, you've been very busy with the Chiefs. Uh, I know you were just with the team recently uh, overseas. Definitely want to talk about that as well. Uh, but I do want to uh, start off talking about uh, your new book that you have that is uh, now out. Um, talk about that a little bit. Uh, how did that come to fruition and what made you want to want to pen all of that? Well, you know, I'm one that uh, I'm not used to blowing my own horn, but uh, people uh, have been trying to encourage me to uh, write a book because I do have a, a, a different story from uh, most of the guys that you hear about in the NFL. Uh, so I've been resisting it, but um, in the past uh, few years, I started thinking about it and finally found a guy uh, who can help me um, put it together and uh, we it took us about 11 months to uh, write it and uh, it's out and it's everything about my life growing up in Nigeria transitioning from soccer to track and field from track and field to football and of course from Nigeria to uh, to Azusa Pacific and Kansas City that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, your um, your history is well documented coming from Nigeria uh, to the United States. I know you, you talked about uh, competing in, um, in in track and field um, and then you made that transition to football. Um, there are some uh, rumblings out there on the Internet that uh, when you were uh, in college and when you first uh, when you saw your first ever football game were on the street as you first thought the sport was boring. Is that accurate? And, and if so, how did you come around to uh, to, to getting into the sport? Yeah, uh, the first time I was invited to a football game, I um, I thought it was boring. I didn't know anything about the game, so it was boring for me um, until uh, Nigeria left me off the list, off the list uh, for the Olympic team, and I was uh, very, very disappointed. Um, friends have been asking me to play football, actually been persuading me to play because they thought I would do very well. And uh, when I couldn't go to the Olympics, I decided, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this a try. And um, I started playing and it was very, very difficult to get used to. Uh, I never got used to football until I retired. So what was that transition like? Because uh, you started playing at the age of 23. You hear some stories out there about uh, some, some NFL players not playing until middle of high school. Uh, and even then, the chances of high school players making it to the NFL are very low. Whereas someone like you, you have such an inspiring story. Um, 
what was that opportunity like for you to uh, to play at a late age compared to most people uh, when they first start picking up a football and playing and really just having a dominant career and catching a lot of eyes? Well, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Um, I uh, When I got into football, a lot of people were counting on me, people that believed I could play. And uh, once I started playing, they felt like I was improving each time I, I stepped on the field. And uh, just listening to them without even knowing that I was doing what they said that I was doing, um, I decided to put in some hard work into it to, um, to keep improving. And I kept improving. Um, after my senior year, after my last year playing, um, I was luckily got invited to a senior bowl. So I went to Alabama, uh, Mobile, Alabama, <clears throat> and played over there. And I was very, very, very successful. I scored four touchdowns, and uh, uh, the rest of the NFL uh, came calling. And the Chiefs came a bunch of times uh, looking me over. And luckily, they drafted me in the second round. So it wasn't easy at all. It was football was extremely difficult for me. You know, it was difficult for it is difficult for those who started playing um, as as kids. Yeah. But uh, I jumped into it, like you said, at the age of twenty three, uh, not knowing what I was doing. But uh, it's pure will. You know, I uh, I worked extremely hard, even though I didn't really like the game. But I was working hard to see what would come off of it. And um, it worked out for me. In, in that senior bowl, you mentioned scoring four touchdowns. Uh, I, I don't think you were even scheduled to to play in that. You were actually a replacement for that game, weren't you? Yes, I was. I was a replacement. They called and said, "Hey, somebody dropped out. You know, and uh, are you interested in playing?" And uh, I was going to say no, but <laughs> but my sports information director said, "You should go. You should go. If you don't go, you're going to regret it." You know. So I said, okay, I'll go. And I went, and um, that totally changed everything. Uh, I do want to talk more about your uh, career in the NFL. Um, I know you were in Germany recently with the Chiefs. I know there were uh, some former Chiefs there as well, Dante Hall, Tim Grunhard. Uh, what was that opportunity like uh, to be able to go overseas in Germany? There's been so much hype for more than a year about the Chiefs going there, and they're going to play there next year as well. Uh, what was that opportunity like to go there and to try to help globalize the sport? Man, it was great. It was great. You know, I don't know if you remember this, but in 1990, we went to Berlin. We played in Berlin in 1990. And uh, I went over there in the summertime to, to help promote the game. And Jim Everett and I went. And then, of course, we came back and played preseason game there against the Rams. And um, we talked about that during this time that we played in uh, Frankfurt. Uh, it was good. It was a great time. I uh, had never spent that much time in, in Germany when I went to Berlin and I got to see history. And uh, two things happened over there. The wall just came down. The Berlin Wall just came down. Everybody were taking a piece of the wall home. And then, of course, we played in the Olympic Stadium where uh, Jesse Owens got the four gold medals and broke all, all kinds of records in front of Hitler. Um, so that was record there. We played in that stadium. Uh, those are the things that I took home with me. 
So I can understand, like, from your perspective, like, your background and your experience from Nigeria to the United States and uh, playing football at a late age, like, I I would imagine, you know, this is something that you probably wish was going on when you were in Nigeria. That way you could have maybe discovered football a little sooner. Uh, Not that, you know, you struggle at all in the NFL. You definitely had a great career, but I think uh, knowing about the sport a little sooner would have definitely helped. Well, yeah, you know, of course, you know, sometimes you think uh, if I had done it this way, this has happened. But I think God planned it the way it happened, you know, and uh, everything worked out. So I can't even, you know, tell myself I wish I had started playing as a young kid. Maybe I wouldn't have even been in the NFL if I had started as a young kid. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, everything happened the way it's supposed to happen. And uh, I'm so glad and blessed the way it happened. Very cool. Very cool story for sure. Um, you know, one of the, there are a couple of, actually not a couple, a, a lot of things you're, uh, you're remembered for. One of the things that you uh, get credit for is making the bulky neck pad popular. You don't really see that even today in the NFL. Like wh- what, what was the story behind you uh, having the, uh, the bulky neck pad in your career? Well, I, um, <laughs> When I was playing, I wore every every pad that was supposed to wear. I wore the elbow pads, hip pads, you know, knee pads, everything. I wore everything. And then, of course, I wore the alignment's shoulder pads because the running back shoulder pads was too small for me. And then, uh, and then uh, uh, I started having neck problem in 1989. So they built my, my shoulder pads, you know, that high to protect my neck. That's what it was. And uh, it served two purposes, um, protecting my neck, keeping me healthy, and also it looked intimidating. And, uh, you know, I take both of them. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Uh, the, the, you, by the way, Super Tech Mobile, I, I, I mean, we cannot have a conversation with you if we do not talk about Super Tech Mobile. Um, I mean, no one wanted to play against you. A lot of times, like you hear in Madden, uh, you know, whenever someone uses like the Patriots or now the Chiefs, it's like it's considered unfair. You were pretty much like a cheat code in Super Tecmo Bowl. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, video games are much bigger today. But back then and even to this day, people still talk about how crazy you were in Tecmo Bowl. Uh, yeah, what people, was that like? People still talk about, people, people still talk about Tecmo Bowl. You yeah. Know? And, uh, it, it, I got to play one time and um, I saw what people were talking about. Because, uh, yeah, I always hear about it. Every time I go to appearances, people will, will bring uh, cartridges for me to sign. And I'm like, what is this? And they, they are surprised to see that I never played the game, you know. But um, I got to play one time and I saw exactly what they were talking about. But, um, you know, it's one of those things and uh, uh, very, very blessed to have those kind of things happening. Uh, one thing you're uh, noted for in your uh, career, or, or maybe uh, on the opposing end of this, was the Steve Atwater hit against the Denver Broncos. It's noted as one of the uh, bigger uh, defensive plays, uh, especially because it was just impossible for defenders to take you down. Um, what do you recall from that moment, and what was your reaction when that play happened? Well, it's one of those things, you know, if you carry the ball as much as I did, at least one time somebody's going to get you. And they caught me off guard, and uh, you know he won uh, that collision. So, um, but it's one of those things. It was a Monday night football. Uh, people always bring it up, but what what, what are you going to do? 
<laughs> Can't win them all. Um, there's another Chiefs Broncos moment I really wanted to ask you. I've never had a chance to ask a player this. Now, you were not on the field. You were on the sidelines when this was going on. But to this day, Chiefs fans still talk about this because you know how fans are whenever, um, you know, people people love to accuse Chiefs fans of being bandwagon fans. But little do they remember in December of 1990. Uh, John Elway was telling the officials that he wanted the crowd to be quiet at Arrowhead. Um, wh- what do you remember from that moment? And did you think it was a little weird that a quarterback wanted the crowd to be silent, essentially? It was weird. It was weird. And I remember the, the official actually uh, announced that if he, if he encounters the kind of uh, noise again, he's going to penalize the team or something. <laughs> You know, and uh, I thought it was weird because he can't really control the fans. You know, I mean, today that doesn't happen. It's not going to no. happen today. Look at Arrowhead is the uh, loudest stadium in the world. And um, uh, no referee is going to come out and say, I'm going to penalize you if you don't keep quiet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it's kind of weird, but um, uh, it was weird then. And that, that was allowed for a referee to say something like that. But yeah. today, no, it doesn't happen anymore. We're joined by Chiefs Hall of Famer Christian Okoye has his new book out. Uh, check it out. By the way, Christian, uh, where can people find the book? If you go to Amazon and type in Nigerian Nightmare, you will get it there. Or you can go to my website, which is christianokoye.com. You can get a signed copy from my website, too. Okay, awesome. And do you have any book signings coming up that uh, that fans should be aware of? Yes, uh, this Saturday, the 18th, I will be at the uh, Crown Center, uh, made in KC. Um, I'll be over there, the best of KC, I'm sorry, the best of Kansas City at the Crown Center shops. I'll be over there from 1 to 3 p.m. So if you guys haven't gotten the book, show up and get a signed book there. Okay, good deal. Best of Kansas City at Crown Center, 1-3 to three this Saturday, uh, and everyone knows now. Uh, a couple of other questions before we let you go. Uh, you obviously were drafted right before the Marty Schottenheimer and the Carl Peterson era, and um, I, I make a, a, a point of that because, um, you know, the 80s were not really the best years in Chiefs history, and then in 1989 when Carl Peterson and Marty Schottenheimer came in, I've always said those two guys completely turned the franchise around. I know there was not a championship with that um, with that regime, but uh, in my opinion, I think those two are the reason why Arrowhead is as loud as it is today. Um, can you maybe talk about what that was like going from um, – the uh, regime that you were drafted in and then that transition to Marty and, and Carl and how much the culture changed at that time. Well, you're right. You're right. My first two seasons, um, um, I, I couldn't even give away the uh, season ticket that I have. I, I, I invite friends to come to get no, 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 I'm okay. You know, but when those two arrived, Carl Peterson and Marty Schoenheimer came in 1989, everything changed. You know, I remember Marty calling me in the offseason when he was hired. He called me, he says, Christian, uh, could you come to Kansas City? We'll, um, we need to uh, have a conversation. So I showed up, and uh, we had a three-minute conversation, and that was it. He says, I just wanted to take a look at you and let you know that we're going to run the ball and run it a lot. Are you ready for it? I said, Coach, I am ready for it. And that's all he, he wanted to hear. And he went and introduced me to the rest of the staff. And, um, and the season started. He, he knew that I was always going to be in shape because of my track, track and field background. And he looked at me and he saw that I was in, in the offseason, that I was in shape. So he had all the confidence in me. 
and we started running the ball right off the bat and um uh this the franchise and winning you know spirit just came up on us and uh, everything just changed and then arrowhead uh, chiefs kingdom just was born and uh, we're sold out every game and uh you know it's just those two guys just perform miracle and uh up until today i still credit them for doing that uh i do want to ask you uh one last thing before we let you go uh, i'm a huge ufc fan and um one fighter who i've always enjoyed watching is kamaru usman and uh, his nickname is the Nigerian Nightmare. And I remember when I first got into the UFC and heard his nickname, I was like, wait a minute, that, that obviously sounds very familiar, being a Chiefs fan. Uh, yeah. the, uh, the word is that he uh, asked for your permission to, uh, to be able to use that nickname. Uh, is that true? How did he contact you about that? Well, not official, because people started calling him that because of me, you know. And then, of course, you know, he didn't say no. And um, I owned the name, so I... I, you know, I let him answer the name, but uh, it's it's not it can't be printed or anything like that because it's uh, it's trademarked. Uh, but anyway, he's a fellow Nigerian. He's a remarkable athlete. You know, people can call him Nigerian Nightmare because of me. That's fine. Fair enough. Have you had a chance to see any of his fights? Yes, yes. I was invited to check out one of his fights in Vegas one time, and I went and. Uh, uh, like I said, he's, he's a Nigerian, and he's very determined. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know uh, he dropped the belt uh, earlier this year, but I uh, would not doubt me one bit if uh, he gets another shot at it in the uh, in the near future. Hey, uh, uh, Christian, thank you so much once again. Um, I know some people have been going in and out of the, uh, the live stream. Uh, if you would, one last time, please let everyone know your book, The Nigerian Nightmare. Uh, how can uh, people uh, get a copy of that? Yes, go to Amazon and type in Nigerian Nightmare, and the book will pop up. Or if you want to get a signed copy, go to christianokoye.com to order one for yourself and order one for your family, friends, loved ones for Christmas. It will make a great present. Yes, holiday season coming up. Hey, uh, Christian, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Congratulations on the book. Best of luck with everything you're doing and uh, your uh, activity still being involved with the Chiefs. Very cool to see. Uh, thank you again, and uh, hopefully we can talk again in the future. Of course. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Christian. You take care. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. All right. That was Christian Okoye, Chiefs Hall of Fame running back. Uh, obviously uh, covered some ground there. And, of course, his, uh, his book, The Nigerian Nightmare. Check it out. Uh, you heard the man. You know where to go. Okay. All right. We're going to go ahead and wrap things up here. Obviously, a very short episode of the Chiefs Zone. We will be back Wednesday night live to do a Chiefs-Eagles Monday Night Football preview. We're obviously not going to have an injury report on Wednesday because it's a Monday game, but we're still going to do a podcast nonetheless on Wednesday. So join us Wednesday night live 7 p.m. Central Time for our preview episode obviously we'll do the same things as we always do the uh, previous week roundup and uh, also preview some of the key games for the upcoming week all right my name is farzi vasugan thank you all for downloading and listening to this special edition of the chief zone podcast thanks to christian okoye once again for joining us as well again go check out his book nigerian nightmare i will talk to you all tomorrow take care